If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday, happy day three and final day of Be on the Tea. Sad. Ben on the Toast. We're going to make it a good one, though. We have a lot to talk about today. We have so much catching up to do. We do. And how are you feeling this morning? How was your weekend? I'm feeling good, just like... I'm a little under the weather. Don't worry, it's not the vid. It's but not so the vid. in case you like hear me like it's not like my normal well, like I need an allergy pill. It's con- like I could sneeze. Considering we spend so much time with Claudia, we know that <sighs> is very common for you. That's what I'm saying. It's not the common <sighs> It's <Wait>. n- <sighs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not the common one. It's different. Actually, that one she refuses to acknowledge. That it completely goes away with one single Zyrtec. Okay. She, yeah, she doesn't acknowledge that. She says it does come in waves, but I mean, we all know you. You're very... Yeah, when I forget to take my Zyrtec. Okay, but this I'm is... I'm sorry that I am an allergic human being and nobody has any sympathy for my allergies. Well, get your, like, get your business done. No, you know? I, I don't... Handle wh- your business. Have I, did I clear on Thursday or Friday? Clear? Any... I don't know, but I do think that we might be triggering people by starting out this episode with so many bodily function noises. Okay, sorry. So we're going to pivot. I hope you feel better soon. Glad to hear it's not the vid. Take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into today's show because we have a lot to discuss. Not only do we have the Fast Five stories that are robust, Mm. but you and I did a little homework last night. Mm -hmm. We brought back Toast Movie of the Week, and we watched the Britney Murphy documentary on HBO Max called What Happened Britney Murphy. And I'm so glad that we did. I got so much out of it. It wasn't a story that I really kept up with much when it was going down because like you, we were in high school. So I learned so much and I have a lot of thoughts. So I look forward to talking about them. And then we both watched the season premiere of Curb last we night. We did. So we're going to talk about that too. Lots of synergistic Show watching. Yes. So lots of thoughts to be shared. I also spent the weekend watching Succession. Mm. Do you watch that show? It was my third time trying to start watching it. The first two times I just could not get into it. I was like, these people are not my sort of people. Uh, But then I was like, you know what? Everybody likes it. It's so acclaimed. I have really nothing better to do. The bar is lower. Let's give it another shot. And so now I'm totally into it. I'm on the last episode of season two right now. And it's good. It's not like my favorite show and I'm not really like obsessed with anyone, but it's pretty smart. So maybe I'll start watching it. Yeah, I think you would like it. Yeah, I I think it's just like it's good quality. You know, it's just there's something about it that's just not my cup of tea, Mm. but I'm but I'm still enjoying it. Mm. All right. We'll see if I ever have a a a day where I need something. Fair weekend. Yeah. I need something. So what'd you get into this weekend? Anything good? Um, let's see. Lots of bars, bar hopping. Whoa. Uh, lots of dinners, ate a lot. Good. What I do every time Claudia's gone, I see my friends, we go to dinner, we go to a bar. I come home, I wake up, the house is messy. I clean it before she comes home, and that's it. So you've been living with your mess. Do you miss Claudia? I've been living with my mess just terribly. Well, she terribly. comes home today, I know. and... She's, um, almo- she's almost home. She- but we, we did... We did a very, very good job of FaceTiming, even though she was in Rome. Mm-hmm. So we had some good... Catch-up. Catch-up time. Um, and she was able to catch up with Theo as well? Yeah, but she had her... Did she show everybody the Italian crunch that she frightened? Well, she showed me, but I didn't... I don't know if she posted it to her story, but she did meet Italian Theo, Romeo, and he was cute. He was 
terrified, though. <laughs> yeah. You, now we have to post that picture, just because I think everyone will find it really funny. She yeah. must have startled him, and he just, his face looked so spooked. Yeah. It's a great, great photo. But yeah, it was, it was wonderful. I'm trying to think what else I did this weekend. I golfed on Friday, as you guys know. It was, we do. played okay. It wasn't like, it wasn't my best. Mm. Uh, did some work on Saturday. You know, I find this may be an unpopular opinion. If you can do like two or three hours of work on Saturday, it really makes your Monday significantly nicer. Well, I did that yesterday. So much yes- less pressure. I did that yesterday, actually. Actually, that's a great segue to let you know that there's a new vlog up on our Patreon. Mm. I finally filmed my favorite Amazon finds. Claudia had done hers. And so I did like, I think it's about like 20 items that I've gotten from Amazon over the last year that I just like can't live without. Like gadgets, gizmos, mm. cool. remedies, migraine relief, like cooking stuff. And I think it's really helpful. Like I literally use all of those products every single day. So head over to patreon.com slash the morning toast to check it out. Cool. Yeah. That's was, a cool idea. Yeah. So I uh, posted that yesterday. I did a little bit of work. So that had me feeling productive because on Saturday I was just such a lump on a log. I and it just gives me a pit like when I'm so lazy. And when you're that lazy, it's sometimes very difficult to become not lazy. I know. And then, but you're also like, okay, so Saturday, for example, I was having just a totally indulgent day, mm. but I had like all these things I knew that I needed to do. So it was ruining my indulgence. For sure. If I had just done it, then I could have enjoyed my day of peace. Done the smallest thing. Yeah. I literally, I said to myself the entire weekend, clean the dining room table, <laughs> clean the dining room table. And then finally last night I cleaned it, but to that point, if I had just cleaned it on Friday, you would have had a much I wouldn't have felt like that. Freer weekend mentally. I would have. Instead, I was basically in chains. Yeah. I was in mental chains. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I had like all the like some fun fact about me is I don't open my packages when they come. They just all sit by the door. Makes sense. And pile up. And so on Sunday, I finally went through all of them and like that felt really productive as well. So mm-hmm. yesterday was the productive day, Saturday was the chill day, but all of those times were spent with brew having just a ball. You and Brew had a ball. Me and Brew had a ball this weekend. Mm. He was extra, extra cute this weekend. It was crazy. Cutie. It was so crazy. And he hung out with his best friend, Heating Pad. Oh my God, Heating Pad. (laughs) He loves the Heating Pad. I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Heating Pads are wonderful. They are. He and I like literally fight over it. I mean. And I did get a second one because it's like, just get one for me, one for Brew. he still fights over yours? No, and he peed on it that one so he was like i don't want this one wow. i want that one oh, he was angry he was angry oh my so God. he just wants to share with me and wow that's crazy isn't that crazy that is very intentional very intentional so i guess we should get into everything because we have so much to talk about and i know you're a busy man i don't want to take up too much of your time sure so let's launch right into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast <laughs> Beat the crunch. Did you beat the crunch? For we'll, sure. We'll, only, we'll find out when. I beat it. Sure it was did. beaten. Sure, Jan. It was beaten. Sure. Well, just want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Current. Current is a technology company that lets you manage your money on your phone. Current believes banking should be more accessible and affordable. No surprises, no minimum balances. Current's easy-to-use app and debit card gives you flexibility, freedom, and faster access to your money. With benefits like earning points when you swipe with your debit card at eligible merchants, redeemable for cash back, no fees on over 40,000 in-network all-point ATMs in the U.S., helpful spending insights and notifications to track where and when you're spending, easy to create savings goals including ability to round up purchases to save extra change Mm. so we are partnering with current we left you know last week but don't forget that we're partnering with current to give away $1,000 to our listeners that's Mm. right current is going to give away $250 to four listeners of our show all you have to do is download the current app and enter our code toast during a sign up for a chance to win. Remember, that's code TOAST during sign up. The giveaway will end November 10th, 2021, so sign up now before it's too late. Remember, <clears throat> remember, download the current app, sign up in less than two minutes, and enter code TOAST for a chance to win. Visit current.com slash toast for full terms and conditions. Hmm. Great. Now let's get into the first story, which is some breaking news this morning that you actually shared with me. You really have your mm. pulse on the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian announces a Skims X Fendi ready-to-wear collection. From the comfort of your bedroom to the runway and back, Kim Kardashian West's shapewear and lingerie brand Skims is releasing a special collaboration with Italian fashion house Fendi, she announced in an interview with Wall Street Journal magazine on Monday ahead of the publication's upcoming Innovator Awards. 
The Skims X Fendi Ready to Wear Collection will launch on November 9th and feature form-fitting dresses and tops that start at $950. Leggings will retail for $1,100, and the collection also features $2,950 puffer jacket just in time for winter. Of course, Skims signature underwear, shapewear, and hosiery. Hosiery? Hosiery. Hosiery. We'll also get a Fendi revamp printed with the collaboration logo. The collection will also feature swimsuits, also in the logo print, and a leather wrap dress in eight shades selling for $4,200. Okay, so much to break down here. First of all, this is the collaboration like I could only dream about. Mm. Skims, Kim, Love, Fendi, Love. Then the looks that they put forth are everything. They incorporate the Skims branding and Fendi. And then we come to find out that the price point is more reflective of Fendi's prices than Skims, which, you know, is a bit, I was hoping for it was, you know, Skims slapped with some Fs on it. Mm -hmm. It makes sense, though. Yeah. When you're such a premium brand. Like Fendi. You really can't, like Fendi, Mm -hmm. you really can't just discount your price for a collab. But, no, but it's it's done a lot. Like when Balmain did H&M or like Moschino, like a lot of of the top fashion brands do partner with um like more affordable brands and they make their styles and just like you know in the vein of of h&m interesting that's a good call so i thought maybe this would be like that but it's like this instead Mm -hmm. but i I mean also so i guess it's being made with like fendi materials products probably not no they're probably just like a nice margin I don't know. I think. I wonder it, how those deals are structured. I mean, if there's leather in the collection. Like that's leather's expensive. Leather's expensive. Not that expensive. I mean, the some of the pieces that are in the promotion picture so far are really so sickening. Yeah, they're cool. They're real. It's really well designed. Like even the tights in this picture of Kim. Like they say Fendi and Skims on them, so everyone will know. Like you got the collection. You logged on November 9th at six a.m. and you got it. Of course, I'm going to try for some things. I need to take a look at everything that's being put forward. I want to just get, like, one thing. Do you think that anything will be, like, really great on, like, StockX? Like, is yes. this stuff that will be available for resale at a, a higher price I think, point? Yes, because I think they're definitely not making so much. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to buy it up and try and resell it, for sure. And it will be sold for even more. So it's it really an investment. You and buy I, it up. I will be making an investment. You I, buy it I hope. I mean, I have to, you know, log on and do the whole set an alarm thing. But Fendi X Skims is worth it. I mean, Zach is the king at that, so you should just have him do that. He is. He always is like scheduling drops. He's on for the drop. He's on for the drop. Yep. So that's true. Maybe he can help me with some pointers. Exactly. But this is really exciting. I'd heard some whispers about a collaboration like this happening. Kim's been like doing a lot with Fendi. And people had said something like this might be coming. So it's really cool. It's a really big moment for Skims. She's had a lot of big moments recently. The Team USA yep. stuff. So Skims is just doing doing it all. It's a cool brand. Skims. Yeah. You ever wear Claude anything? loves it. No, yeah. I don't. Do they make stuff for men? No. No. Like I'll, no. no. Yeah. I mean, so, so what I don't would know. I wear? I don't, I don't know. You asked me that as if there was something Actually, for me to wear. Actually, didn't when Claudia got a PR package, you did put something on? Oh, I did. But like that, so was, you that have, was more But that was more of a... You have worn skins. That, that, that was more of a choice. Not as dumb a question as I thought. I guess that's true. Yeah. I did put them on. But no, there really is nothing for me. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. That being said, maybe they do another collab with a... Fendi Men. Spritz. Oh. I'm just putting it out there just in case. Just okay. in case they want to maybe make a koozie. Right now I'm going through Kim's pictures of all the designs. So everything looks honestly so sick. This leotard looks amazing. This jacket, this puffer jacket, I guess that's the one that's 29 The jacket's sick, but that's a Fendi jacket. Right, but that's, okay, so it's Fendi. No, I get it. It's just, that's not a Skims Fendi jacket. That's Fendi jacket. No, but it says Fendi and Skims. Like they're, the pattern. Like I get it, but it's Fendi's pattern. No, but it also says skims. Look. Let me see. Let me see. Look at that one. That's the pattern that they're using for this collab. You see the skims in I, between the Fendi? I do. And like, wouldn't you like it more if it just said Fendi? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's I, a little crowded. One might like it more, but 
like me personally to have represent Kim and Fendi at the same time. Yeah. I am definitely setting an alarm. Good luck, everyone out there. Good you luck. know, may the best shopper win. We'll see you on November 9th. You know what you should do? You should get like an extra piece or something and do a crazy giveaway. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Sure. Thanks. I'm sure that you don't want to, but. Yeah, I cool. just want the piece. I understand. Because I would wear it. Things are meant to be worn. Cool. Are you ready for our next story? Really sweet news. I, I love sweet news. I love sweet news too. Paul Walker's daughter Meadow is married and she was walked down the aisle by Paul's former co-star Vince Diesel of Fast and Furious. Vince? Sorry, Vince Diesel. <laughs> like who? Sorry, sometimes <laughs> I say people's names wrong. Oh. Especially on the show. Like oh. totally innocent. Like I just. I just thought that might have been his full name. <laughs> like maybe I mean it might like maybe Vin, might. Vin is short for Vince <laughs> I just I thought you were reading his full name that's the only reason I corrected you I'm literally I thought, dying uh, no I mean Vin might be short for Vince but that's not his name it's probably short for Vincent okay so then Vince too no but <laughs> that's a really like like there's a lot of instances of like Ben Affleck. I can't like say his last name. I always say like Affleck. I understand. But Vince Diesel is is a new one. <laughs> but anyways, not to take away from the really sweet news, which is that he walked her down the aisle and the internet would just was cooing. It's a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. it is. Are you a Fast and Furious fan? I've seen them. The early ones are pretty good. I am not a fan of any sort of movie. It's not a trilogy. Any movie. No, it's like what, a seven. I'm saying, what do, you, what do you call when it's more than three? Uh, Just a... Series. Series. Okay, that works. Wow. Really to dig deep in the brain for the word series. Um, I'm not a fan of any series that doesn't know when it should end. But like, do, have you, do you see the most recent Fast and Furious one? Did it end? No, but like, was it good? No, I'm saying I don't want to anymore. I don't want to. I don't want there to be Fast and Furious movies. Okay. I get that there are a lot of diehard fans. Yeah. I guess I'm personally just not one of them. Yeah. I do love Vin Diesel though. Yeah. In his Academy Award-winning performance in The Pacifier, mm -hmm. uh, that was just what a wonderful movie. I'm trying to think what else I like him in. Let me go back to his IMDb. Vince He's in a lot. Diesel. And I'm sure if one asked him what his least favorite movie was, it would be The Pacifier. You never know. No, that's such a fun movie. It is. Okay, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Good He's movie. in Avatar 2 and 3, which is coming out in 2024. Mm. I don't, yeah, I don't really know a lot of these movies, so I don't know which ones are like the big ones. Sorry. Avengers. Yeah. Sure. I, did you see that, that? I did. I didn't even... When Saving Private movies? Ryan. Mm. Big, mm. big, you know... Mm. Has he been in no movies? Like, I thought of, he was a movie no, star. Like there, were <laughs> there were a lot of movies on the list, but none that I, that I were worth like shouting out because I don't know them. So look, like there's a lot of movies here. That's all the movies. What are they? Let me see. Let me hold for a second. Let okay. Just, let me just peruse and see if there's... They're all like there. action movies. He's a very action-packed guy. Yeah, lots of action. Lots of action. Okay. Hmm. All right. Time to move on. No, I'm just, I think we, the real story is that Vin Diesel is just not that big of a movie star. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> in the end of the day, after it's really sifting just, through his films. It's really it's just Fast and Furious. It's just Fast and Furious and the Pacifier. Agreed. So okay. I'm sure he feels proud of Pacifier, actually. Yeah, he should. Yeah. Probably made a ton of money. But yeah. that is a lovely story. You know, when. It is. Coworkers help. To, friends. To friends. To yeah. It's a lovely story. It's a lovely story. You love to see it. Okay, our next story is a bit of an update from a story from last week about Alec Baldwin. We're getting some new information about what was happening on the set of the film Rush. And a worker in charge of Alec Baldwin's prop gun was a replacement hire amid onset chaos and safety concerns. Mm -hmm. So the prop master who handled the gun that killed the cinematographer on Alec Baldwin's film Rust was just brought in amid a protest over conditions on the set. The Post has learned the unidentified employee was hired to replace someone else amid chaos on the set, according to a source involved with the movie. Another source briefed on the situation told the Post that a crew of workers had walked off the film set at the Bonanza Creek Ranch near 
near Santa Fe, New Mexico on Thursday morning over what they alleged were poor safety protocols before Alec fired the gun later that day. The union for the workers who walked off the set claimed the prop gun had a live round in it when it discharged and killed director of photography Helena Hutchins and injured director Joel Souza. The prop gun also misfired twice on Saturday and once during the previous week, the LA Times reported, citing a knowledgeable crew member who told the paper that there was a serious lack of safety meetings on this set. Mm. Wow. I mean, this story just gets wilder and and more tragic and now like seeing that there were concerns over safety you know this the people left the set over this like there were text messages that were sent that they have that like show that people were aware that this was like not an unsafe situation it just it's really awful is this a low budget film i don't know I don't, I don't know. Think, I can't imagine Alec Baldwin's in many low-budget films. I don't know at this point, right? I don't know the budget of the film because it just doesn't make any sense that you would hire a random prop master that handles your gun and not check if it's loaded. If well, it's a new person and a new gun, well, like I was reading, I don't know if it's in there, but like apparently that same gun was used for target practice. Yeah, so that was another article that I just pulled up, that the shooting, the, the like gun... Like, clearly that gun is not a prop gun. Yeah. That's a gun. Yeah, which that is That was even being crazier. used by a prop master that they randomly just brought in that day and because didn't bother they, to ask him if his gun was real or a prop. Right, because also they brought in that day because the other prop masters had walked off over concerns. When we were talking on Friday, we just assumed that this was a prop gun with prop bullets. Yeah. And that something went awry, but this was a real gun, a live gun, which is so weird. Yeah, and so unnecessary. Like it's a movie. Yeah, it's weird and terrible story. Yeah, so we'll keep you. Posted. But now the question is, and I, I don't know the answer. Is there was there any foul players? Just a hundred percent negligence. It seems like there's a theme of negligence. Uh-huh. Because the people walked off and then yeah. they were replaced. But like, I think there might be some foul play. It's too strange. It is really strange. Very weird story. Yeah. That I don't like at all. No, not at all. No. So hopefully we continue to get more information. We need, we need more information. Because, like, That's what we need. Things like this need to be explained. Yeah, exactly. Okay, before we get into our next story, I want to let you know that today's episode is also brought to you by the Pill Club. Life is stressful enough. Access to healthcare shouldn't be. Luckily, getting birth control is one less thing you have to worry about. With the Pill Club, you'll never have to make a trip to the doctor or wait in line at the pharmacy ever again. They provide access to care from the comfort of your home and delivery to your door in discreet packaging. Do you need to renew your birth control prescription or you want to switch your birth control? Maybe try it for the first time. Whether you know the brand you want or you want help finding the best option, the Pill Club medical team has your back. We're always looking for ways to streamline our to-do list and whether, you know, it's delivery for dinner or ordering our stuff online, why should getting birth control be any different? With the Pill Club, they make it easy to get your birth control without scheduling a trip to the doctor's office or going to the pharmacy in person. Mm. The Pill Club carries over 120 FDA-approved brands. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $9 per month without insurance. The Pill Club delivers birth control to your door for free in discreet packaging. Right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash toast, the Pill Club is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every Morning Toast listener who becomes a patient. Your, do- your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's thepillclub.com slash toast to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember, thepillclub.com slash toast. You must use the link to make a donation. Okay, our next story is some crazy couple news. Mm. John Mulaney and Olivia Munn's romance faces uncertainty amid pregnancy. Oh, Oh, she's pregnant? She's pregnant. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Mm. So an unknown future, John Mulaney and Olivia Munn are expecting their first child together amid a whirlwind romance, but an insider tells Us Weekly that their relationship faces much uncertainty. Also, Mm. there was like rumors swirling, you know, blind items on Dumois that very much made it seem as though it's this couple that has broken up mm. amid her pregnancy that has already been, you know, much highly talked about because of the timeline 
Are you familiar with the timeline? No. Are you familiar with John Mulaney? Yes. Are you a fan? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of stand-ups that I've liked. Okay. I'm not gonna... He's not like my favorite by any means. Okay, that's totally... But I think he's a... I think he's a solid mid-tier comedian. Okay, cool. So he was married last, this time last year, and then he got separated, divorced, etc. But they didn't announce the divorce until five months ago. Ah. And then a month ago, we found out that Olivia Munn and John Mul- or two maybe it was two months ago, we found out they're dating. A month ago, we find out she's pregnant. Oh, he was engaged to a different woman. He was married to a different woman. Ah. And now Olivia Munn is pregnant, and the timeline goes to show, allegedly, that she was pregnant before they announced their divorce. So I think they were definitely divorced before they announced it, uh-huh. but there's a bit of sure. weird crossover. Uh-huh. And, and so they were putting it all like on the line for you know, this new re- relationship. I think mm. you know, people have definitely had questions mm. And now they're not together, potentially. Potentially, they're not together. Mm. I don't know. I mean, Us Weekly is saying they're having some bumpy road. I think Dumois, you know, Dumois allegedly says that they're donezo. Who's Dumois? Dumois is like that Instagram account that writes, you probably don't know it, but like they write blind items about celebrities. Ah, Pretty much like anyone can write in and like Uh say something that they saw or they know Mm. and Dumois will post it mm-hmm. it's an imperfect formula but mm-hmm. sometimes you get some good tea my brain's all in impeachment so it sounds like the drudge report interesting it's it? uh, like it reminds me of nt do you yes, remember nt of course it's like the same thing but it's like the instagram version as opposed to got a website it. got it well sad for the baby yeah i mean this is just another dip on the wild roller coaster that is their relationship i feel like olivia munn wasn't who else was she recently dating? Did she date Aaron Rodgers? She was dating Aaron Rodgers yeah. for a while, and then yeah. she was potentially dating Casey Musgraves' ex, but that's just, like, based on some social media comments. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Aaron Rodgers was a big one. Mm. Cool. And they say, like, she was responsible for him not talking to his family, but they've been working up for years, and he still doesn't talk to his family, so I don't think that's fair to put that on her. Same. All and right. now Aaron Rodgers is really happy. Is he? He's with Shailene Woodley. Who's that? Big Little Eyes? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. How do you feel about them? I love Aaron Rodgers. You do? Yeah. I do. I think he's unbelievable at football. Okay. And I think that everything that sort of surrounds him, like, I don't know, everybody's, like, should sort of bend the knee to him when it comes to football. Okay. There's well, a lot of, like, other drama. I don't know I've heard you know, of the drama. Like, within he, football where it's, like... they didn't... Ha- they didn't recruit the players he needed and instead they got another quarterback and he no. was insulted no but it's like you're you're the star player mm-hmm. you want to be involved in decision the team yeah you've dedicated your life to an organization mm-hmm. like that makes perfect sense yeah he also uh, do you know what the match is no it's like a golf tournament that they put on tv with like celebrities so it oh, was cool. uh phil mickelson and aaron Rodgers versus tom brady and was it tiger in the first one. Whatever. Aaron Rodgers is great at golf. Fun what? fact. Fun fact. Yeah, really good. That's really. pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It's pretty cool. So anyways, um, concerned about John Mulaney and Olivia Munn. I mean, hopefully we get more info soon, but this doesn't sound... That's not the news that you want to hear when she's like, I guess now six, seven months pregnant. It's got to be very stressful for her. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't have any stresses when you're And I think it's been stressful also, like just... I don't think their relationship was received very well mm. by the world because of the timeline. Also, he had said when he was married that he didn't want kids. So they never, like, he was on Comedians in Cars and he said that. And then he gets divorced and the next day, like Olivia Munn. Oh, so then it must have been adultery. <laughs> I don't know. It, I don't know because they might have also been... And I only been... use that term because I know he's a devout Christian. Is he? Yeah. Big time. But then he, you're alleging he committed adultery. Adultery, which I'm just saying. I don't know. I just I think that is maybe punishable no. By death. I think maybe they were divorced like way before and separated way before they announced it. Could have even been six months. Mm. But it's just doesn't sit right. It's hard that. for the public to digest. I'm not going to digest it. Okay, it's not digestible. No, okay. I don't think so. Well, are you ready for our fifth and final story? I'm ready. 
Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's my, my clacker? Okay. Give us your best. I know. That... Just put your heart into it. Okay, okay. Okay? Okay. okay. It's the final, final story. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. It's not the best I got, but I will record a video another time and we'll do the Mickey. The Mickey, that was what you had to do at Mickey. That's what I was trying to think of. Because we we took requests. Some people said punk, opera. Someone said in Mickey Mouse Clubhouse style. (coughs) I know. Okay, I'm going to try. Give it for Mickey. Meesker, Moosker, Mickey. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Come inside, it's fun inside. Come inside, it's fun inside. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is a wonderful show. It fucking slaps, and Mickey and the gang goes so hard. They leave it all out there in the Mickey clubhouse. Mickey and the gang. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when they're doing that hot dog dance at, oh, at yeah. the end, oh, yeah. like, they're fucking giving us everything. Oh, yeah. And Mickey gives us the most. He puts everything on his back. He really does. It's really incredible. Like, it's a re- actually a remarkable show. It is. We've spoken about it before, but also it's like every episode, he's a farmer, he's a pilot, like, he's an entrepreneur. He d- wears all of these hats, and he does it incredibly well. He does. He's, I mean, I understand why the kids look up to him. Oh, yeah. Mickey is a jack of all trades. He's a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. He's a remarkable man. Our fifth and final story is about another musical family, just like us. <laughs> the Jonas Brothers are starring Ooh. in Netflix's first ever family roast. Nick, Joe, and Kevin are set to star in Jonas mm. Brothers Family Roast, a one-hour comedy special premiering globally on Netflix on November 23rd. Jonas Brothers Family Roast is a one-of-a-kind comedy special of epic proportions that celebrates the universal truth that no one can get under your skin quite like your own family, Mm. the streaming service announced in a press release on Monday. You'll see the multi-platinum global superstars, the Jonas Brothers, like you've never seen them before through sketches, songs, games, and special guests, all to give them a roasting they'll never forget. So Keenan Thompson is hosting the roast, and there will also be special guest appearances from... Pete Davidson, Niall Horan, Gabriel Iglesias, John Legend, Lily Singh, and Jack Whitehall. This is Netflix's first ever family roast. And it does beg the question, will it be the last? Or is this something that we're going to be watching all the time now? I love that they're just like branding it as a family roast as if they're not just completely ripping off Comedy Central's roasts that have been going on for 20 years. That's yeah. the exact same thing. You think so? So now if they want to call it the family roast, where like they're roasting three people instead of one, like yeah. it's the same thing. Well, up until all those guest hosts, you know, yeah. I thought it was like maybe the Jonas Brothers just like sitting around ripping each other and like yeah. playing like old family clips and stuff. But it's And it's also like right in time for Thanksgiving, so it's probably like something you can watch with your family. But now, like if Pete Davidson's there, yeah, it's a roast. They're roasting him. They're roasting It's going to be a roast. Yeah. Interesting, though. I and hope I, actually, it's... Well, you know what? Honestly, if it's like a Comedy Central-style roast, that does sound far more interesting. So much more than interesting. Than the brothers sitting around roasting each other. No, it's much better. I'm just saying that format does exist. Yes, yes. Uh, but I am still excited for it. I love a good roast. The Comedy Central roasts are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I am happy that it's not just the Jonas Brothers sitting around uh, roasting each other. Yeah. Because I was thinking to myself, like, Netflix gave that a comedy special. Like, yeah. Like, where is Girl With No Jobs comedy special? If you're going to give it to, like, the Jonas Brothers, like, picking their nose and talking to yeah, each other. Yeah, no, through but, sketches, songs, and games. Yeah, that can happen. Like, I don't want to see the Jonas I, Brothers play games. No. I no. don't. But if Pete Davidson, actually, you know. Pete is a tough one for me. Sometimes he's so funny. Sometimes he just isn't. But you know, I guess we can't always be on our game. Yeah. I, I think I like Pete's him. Good. Pete's I good. like him. I um, take back whatever I was But the saying. other people are not comedians. Like, so it's actually, so, I feel like it's going to be a light roast. Niall Horan. You know who that is? Yeah. Gabriel Iglesias. I don't know who that is. John Legend. I know that is. Lily Singh is a, a comedian, yeah. And Jack Whitehall. Lily Singh's a comedian? Well, yeah, because she was she came up like on YouTube doing like comedy videos. Oh, and I then didn't know they were comedy videos. She had a late, late, late night show. No, that I don't remember. And it was, how, you know, how those, could I forget that show? Those shows 
are comedy, technically. Oh, yeah, yeah they, they, I mean, <laughs> that's one. So I think one. she's a comedian. Yeah. That's, that's my analysis. I wonder if she thinks she's a comedian. I though. think she thinks she's a comedian. Okay, so then that's fine. I, yeah. Interesting. When you first read the list, I didn't think about how not funny the majority of that not list is. Not funny wow. at all. Wow. So. Interesting. Yeah, I they think ha- it's going to be very, like, family friendly. Yeah. Who was the first person that you said? Pete, oh, Pete Davidson. Davidson. See, Pete Davidson, I bet you they went to everybody that does Comedy Central roasts, and Pete was the only one who said yes. Maybe he's friends with the boys. That's why. Like, maybe they asked him. Oh, you think it was them asking maybe. for their own roasters? Maybe. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, we'll see if we'll see if we watch it. We'll definitely watch it. You think? Yeah. I feel like so many times on the show we talk about, like, upcoming content that we're excited about that we just like when it actually drops we're like nah I love I love a good roast yeah I think they're funny I think they're important I think it's important to be self-deprecating and just laugh at yourself and it's important for the youth to see that as well from their highest stars mm-hmm. I just hope that they really dig in okay I don't know if they will I don't think they're gonna dig in but I think we'll get light roast yeah light roast uh, all right also, I was just going to say Ooh, something. We should make a roast and watch the roast. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you watch SNL this weekend? Uh, Zach showed me like a couple of clips. That, he like, sent I me guess. one clip. They did an Annie spoof. It was cute. It, okay, so here's my thoughts. Like, it was so well done in yeah. terms of like the song and, you know, everything was going really well. But like the concept itself just like wasn't funny enough. No, agreed. Completely agree. You know, and I really wanted it. It was close. Like, usually sometimes the concept is good, the execution is trash. The execution was good, the concept was trash. That, like, that Daddy Warbucks has eats like a, humans? Yeah, like, he has, it's like, a so, guy who, like, does shady shit for him, and it turns out he, like, eats humans. To just, like, a bad... It's bad. It was bad, yeah. Like, it would have been... There's... I don't know. But I don't know what would have been fun. Are you familiar with um, Annie Live that's come, yeah, dropping in December? Of and you're familiar with the cast? Yeah. And how are you feeling about it? I love Annie in general. Yeah. Anything that, anything Annie, I'm in. She's a queen. Yeah, Annie's a queen. I love Annie, and Claudia and I are excited about Annie Live, so maybe yeah, we'll right. all watch together. I think for, uh, in honor of Annie Live, you need to get a perm. Stop. I think you do. Okay. Okay. Um, now we are going to get into our TV recap. We both watched the same stuff this weekend and we're going to talk about it, but I must let you know our TV recap is brought to you by Bowl and Branch, which is so perfect because I spent the whole weekend in bed watching TV in my Bowl and Branch sheets that are so damn comfortable. No one wants to cut corners on what's important and a few things, few things matter more than a good night's sleep. Bowl and Branch's signature sheets feel so soft and light you'll, for, you'll forget you're not actually sleeping on a cloud and they're sustainably made for uncompromising quality from field to factory. Mm. If you dream of comfortable sheets at a price that won't keep you up at night, look no further than Bowl and Branch. I actually just ordered a new set of Bowl and Branch sheets because weirdly I was like, always washing and putting on the same ones and I was like you know what I need a second I need a second set so I just got fresh bowl and brand sheets they are everything of the sort they're the perfect thing you need for a great night's sleep the signature hem sheets from bowl and branch are a bestseller for a reason they have buttery soft lightweight organic cotton in a classic sateen weave for sheets that get softer over time not too hot not too cold the perfect year-round sheets for most sleepers bull and brand signature sheets come in seven beautiful colors in all sizes from twin up to california king made to a higher standard 100 organic cotton ethical production and thoughtful attention to detail experience the best sheets you've ever felt at bowlandbranch.com get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code toast at checkout that's bowlandbranch b-o-l-l-a-n-d branch.com promo code toast and yes when I ordered a new set I used promo code toast and it was wonderfully satisfying so get your bowl and branch get your sheets right so you can watch great tv in bed you deliver a nice ad read Thank you so much. That you is do. such a nice compliment. That's no, true. It's like, I really do. I hear the products. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to go home later and I'm going to research Bowl and Branch. You know what? I'm and pretty sure. And at the end of the day, that's what an ad read is. I'm pretty sure you have to look it up. Bowl and Branch sheets on your bed. You wouldn't know, but that's because that's a Claudia department. Oh, true. So you, you actually are sleeping in Bowl and Branch. You didn't even know it. They're comfy sheets. They're comfy sheets. Comfy sheets. Okay. The duvet cover, though. I need a new duvet cover. 
we are in what we thought it was it was great it was uh what is it what's the material it's a it's not sateen weave no it's it's, it's a little bit stiff uh linen 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 in october Linen in general. I loved linen. We loved it for a minute. We're like, ooh, linen. And now it's just like... It's a summery fabric. No, but it's also... It's heavy. You need... It's not supposed to be heavy. Yeah, you need sateen weave. We're in a heavy linen. You need sateen weave. Is that part of Bowling Bridge? (laughs) Yeah. Sateen weave? Yeah. Also, it's very nice that you complimented me on my ad delivery skills because usually Claudia does them. So I'm putting on a new hat today. Well, it was a great read. Thank you very much. Okay, let's get into our TV recap. First up, let's talk about what happened, Brittany Murphy. The Brittany Murphy documentary, two parts on HBO Max, two hours total. Can we start off with the title? Okay. What is that title? I was thinking about the title too. Like, are they looking for, like, do they forget to put in the word two? Like, I, what happened so think, to Brittany Murphy? I, I had the same thought, and I think that, you know, they could have done that, and that would have been, you know, a very obvious title you know what happened to Brittany Murphy here's two hours worth of looking at it but I think they're also the title begs the question like we're asking Brittany Murphy what happened okay you know because it's like really especially after watching this like only she knows but still what happened Brittany Murphy no but it should have been hey Brittany what happened yeah what happened comma Brittany Murphy is like a really it's annoying well I you know what I think it's it's thought-provoking. We're talking about it. Because of how dumb it is. Okay. And the documentary was made with such integrity. I thought it was a wonderful doc. Yeah. And the title just was not it for me. Okay. I thought the, t- the title was definitely curious, and I didn't mind it. Okay. Cool. But I understand why you did. Uh-huh. So they get into the story. So Brittany Murphy passed away in December 2009. And the cause was listed and, you know, even still is after all the investigation, pneumonia plus anemia plus a lot of prescription pills in her system equals disaster. And they sort of take us on the journey of her career and, you know, where she might have been at mentally when she met her husband, Simon Monjack, you know, in the three years that they were married and, you know, in the weeks leading up to her eventual death. And Mm. then post her death, how he and her mom handled everything and then six months after she died he died too in the in a very similar way mm. so I was going through all the different feelings and I think that that's what they wanted you to feel like first you know you're confused as to how a healthy 32 year old woman dies of pneumonia then you start to get you know and they showed all those youtubers doing their makeup by the way and but like where did they find these youtubers I think they wanted to show how without having like a narrator tell you they wanted to show how people have gotten really caught up in and and carried away with conspiracy theories about what happened to Brittany Murphy like every like you know they could have used I think at the time it was 2009 so like YouTube was a good forum for fans who were questioning today it might have been you know podcast audio but they were just trying to capture how her fans felt like and also all the different conspiracies that were out there no i got it just the youtubers that they picked seemed rather janky but what like was, was with like the a weird tr- what was with the trend of like we're going to talk about the britney murphy case while i do my makeup so weird and then like when they showed the clips like at certain points they like you know were at a weird stage of makeup yeah. where they have like no uh-huh. pigment on their face and it was <clears throat> it was very weird to watch and also like it's not like those are YouTubers I've ever seen. So it's not like everybody's saying this. No, no. I think they just used it as a way to narrate what people, the regular folk might have been thinking. It was a cool idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a journey for me because obviously, you know, we, we, we know surface level, like Brittany Murphy passed away far too young under some curious circumstances, but I really never knew too much about it and I think everybody knew sort of her husband was this seedy kind of guy and then I didn't even realize like when they went on Larry King after Britney died I I never I didn't hadn't seen that with those photos that they took the mom and the husband I never saw like I didn't even know because I was talking to Zach after I was like explaining the documentary he's like and didn't the mom and the husband like get together I was like no but they definitely made people think that they did yeah but then from the documentary I don't think that they were like that they plotted to no to kill Brittany no they didn't I think it was just deep negligence control like and especially after talking hearing from Simon's 
other girlfriend, the one who who had his baby, and she explains like what she went through and how really if her friend didn't show up unannounced, like she might have been dead also. Yep. So to see his pattern, it's like this control that he and his obsession with anorexia, and I guess also like the even the photography in the house, they're just like dark art. It was and weird. It was it was weird, and it was really dark. And I think, <clears throat> you know, it's. I mean, one of my favorite people who spoke in the documentary was Kathy Najimy. Yep. And I mean, I thought she did just such a great job in general. But when she said, "Why didn't I just like go and bang down her door?" And I think a lot, I was reading some of the toasters' um, reviews on it as well, and so many people were just like, "Why didn't like she? Where were her friends? Like some, but she. They pushed everyone out. You know, if you tried to say something, you got cut off too. So, it's like, I don't know how it could have been any different. Where we differ in opinion is that I really don't think that it was just negligence because I think that he's a really, really shady character. No, I think, but it was like intentional negligence. I think he killed her. Because I'm sure, you think he intentionally killed her? I think that he was intentionally getting her as sick as possible because the sicker she got, the more in control he was. Yes. And then at some point... When everybody started pointing fingers at him that he killed her, that's when he decided to kill himself. Yes. Because, because I don't think that it's a coincidence that it's both pneumonia. I think that we were talking about this before. That yeah, he liked when his girls were anorexic and he would push them towards that. And that's why she was anemic and that's why she was so sick and that's why the combination of the pills, the anemia, all this stuff gave her pneumonia. But him dying of pneumonia when he's 900 pounds and clearly well-fed and uh, was no longer in that lifestyle because he was with Brittany's mom. Like, Brittany's mom didn't die. Yeah. Like, I think that it's pretty clear to me that uh, he's the one who killed her. Also, Simon's mom, I understand that you want to protect your son. I totally get it. But, like, her being just, like, so defensive yeah was very in in really poor taste yeah uh and i again i understand lost a son it's horrible but your son goes around talking about how he's a billionaire lying yeah. to his ex-wife that he had cancer so that she'd sleep with him and have a child right uh, yeah like, no, clearly you have a bad son and you can at least acknowledge the role that he played in killing a very happy Brittany Murphy. Mm-hmm. The one caveat that I'll say to that is that Hollywood also let Brittany Murphy down and moved her towards a place where someone like a Simon could yeah. come in so easily and fuck her up. Yeah. Like she was, like they showed, that was probably my favorite part about the doc was really showing, like they had all these testimonials about how happy she was. Yeah. How she was like the light in every room. And then all of a sudden she wanted bigger roles and they said that she was too fat. And then she got skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. And then in comes Mr. Con Man, yeah. ready to pounce. Yeah, she was just like, ripe. She was ripe from Hollywood to be taken advantage of by him. But I do think that he, uh, whether or not the intent was her to die, well, the intent was to make her as sick as possible so that she needed him. Yes, I agree with that. But I also think, you know, he became her agent, her manager, Hairstylist. Publicist, hairstylist, makeup artist. And I'm sure when she starts feeling sick, he's also her doctor. For sure. And he's giving her, you know, all these prescription medicine. And because of the control, like his obsession with control, he's not going to call for help when he won't even, you know, let someone else do her makeup. Yep. So it's all like Congress. And so at the beginning of the documentary, it's like, how does a 32-year-old healthy woman passed away from pneumonia by the end of the documentary it's like given everything that was going on in that house how could she not have died you know but it's also how is the cause of death pneumonia i mean it makes sense i yeah. get it it's like when you're when your immune system is that defeated you can die from anything yeah but just a terrible terrible story because she i also just forgot all of the movies that she was in i know and like and i didn't realize how her career like really went he ru- downhill. He ruined how, it. And how easily he ruined it. And they made it make perfect, perfect sense. It's like, he's her agent manager, et cetera. Nobody wants to fucking work with him. So she has to take direct-to-DVD movies. So sad. So sad. And she was so, so talented. Also, I thought one of the, um, maybe it was the, one of the people who spoke said something, which was that, you know, she didn't go to high school. She was like just doing education on set, if that. 
And it's like in junior high and high school is like where you learn tells about people. You know, you experience betrayal, love, like all of these emotions where you learn how to like read people, whether this is a good person, bad person, average, etc. And so she had none of those defenses and just welcomed anyone into her life. So again, it's just like the perfect storm of how someone like this could come in. And especially after like two engagements and breaking up with Ashton Kutcher and like she just was looking for love. And, you know, Simon was able to cloak his, his nefariousness as love. Crazy. Crazy. So. And the piece that just like, he stole all of her money. I know. That was just like the icing on the cake. Like the mom is ready to sell the jewels so that she has them. It's all fake. What did he spend the money on? Um... I probably keeping up his personal appearance of like to everybody else. He was that billionaire. Yeah. He like, he probably kept up appearances. He probably sent money to his kids. Yeah. Um, he probably sent money to his ex-wife to keep her quiet. Like the one that was on screen. Yeah. That was the saddest story. Why did he get her pregnant? What was the point? I don't know. Like why again to control her? I don't know. He was a sick... Such a crazy guy. I also didn't realize that he died so soon after her. Like, I was wondering if he was going to show up in the documentary. I, I didn't know he was already gone. Yeah, neither did gone. I. And Brittany's mom is alive and just nowhere Living. to be found. Yeah. She's probably destroyed. Yeah. Because it's as much her fault as it is Brittany's that he was able to make that push into her life. Yeah, but, I mean, they just, like, were not... Like, it, the whole doc show, like, explains that Brittany and her mom were best friends. Yeah. Brittany's mom, I think, lived with them. Yeah, like, she did. But so, they're, they're just, like, these two, like, trusting, loving people, like, looking for... Totally. Love, and, you know, yeah. they just were completely... Completely conned. 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 Yeah. So, that was, that was eye-opening. I'm glad that we watched that great, great idea to do Toast Movie of the Week. It was great. And then Curb, you know what's so funny? Like every weekend sometimes I watch it like randomly. It's just out of coincidence. Everything I watch is on the same platform. So this was a very HBO Max weekend for me because I watched Curb, Brittany Murphy, and Succession all weekend. Mm. Whereas like last weekend I felt like I was watching Hulu. All Anyways, Curb premiered last night, 11th season. Larry's back after he said that 10th season was the end. But obviously he had to come back because of COVID, you know. If anyone's going to talk about COVID, it's got to be Larry. Yep. But it wasn't about COVID. So here's... Well, one, the, one, one piece was. One piece was. But before I, before it premiered, I was like... Talking about it with Zach, we were both so excited. And I was like, it's just going to be crazy. Everything else, every other show that I've watched is just skipping over COVID. Like there's no... Like it's not reflective of even the world that we live in right now. Where it's yep. like, you know, you wear... You're going into a restaurant on a date. You wear your mask and then you take it off and then you put it back on. And then you wear it in the Uber. It's like, it's completely... It's 2019, every show. Like nobody wants to show it because nobody wants to fucking watch it. Like... Yep. So I was like, it's going to be interesting to watch a show that's really COVID-centric because... Up until now, like, I would have thought I don't want to watch it, but I do want to see Larry's take on it because yep. even before COVID, he's a germaphobe. He has Purell at the Latte Larry's. Like, every, the tables are yep. socially distanced. Like, he's just that guy. But then it wasn't about that at all, which was, like, fine because I wasn't even sure I wanted, like, that that would be interesting television. But it's like, so why did he come back? Probably because he had more to give. I mean, Larry's so funny. So funny. I thought this episode had a lot of great moments. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a great episode overall. Yeah, um, that was the other thing. I didn't love it. Yeah. It, wasn't, it, it felt like... No, the, some of the plot lines just felt weak. And every episode of Curb is like a perfect nugget, circuitous. The circle is complete. The last, you know, joke just brings it back to the first. And it's like... That didn't happen at all. It didn't happen at all. It was, there were too many, usually it's like Larry's got a few, juggling a few things, two or three things that in the end all co- sort of come back to each other. Nothing came this back, This one, he's honestly. joining, he, he's got like seven things he's juggling. Nothing really what came full circle. The thing about the extortion with the fence and the pool, it's like if someone's burglarizing your house and they're committing a crime, what happens, say they, you know, trip down the stairs they can't sue you no like it's it's it was a funny like the funniest part about that piece is 
of course you need a fence. And, like, nobody has a fence. Yeah. But, like, I get that, like, that part was funny. The idea of it. I agree that the extortion and him going to the guy's taco place and having to cast his daughter <laughs> was, like, <laughs> was just, like, bizarre. Yeah. There was, uh, but there were so many things going on. Think about, like, so there's that storyline. There's also the storyline of the guy who owes him money. That, that was by far the funniest plot line. The, the jeweler with dementia yeah. was a great you know, and, plot line. Then, like, and then with Susie. Susie yeah, just any, fucking takes care of him. Anything with Susie. Susie is just pure gold. Susie really is pure gold. Then also there was the walking into the glass, cl- glass door, which, which to me was the funniest plot line because it's like, there's things like that in life where it's like people just look at you differently after like sure. you're like just no longer the virile person that you were before. No, it was, and it, it can was hysterical. At any age. It was hysterical. It was hysterical. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and like I'm excited to see. Um, oh, what the fuck is his name? Jeff lives with Larry. No, my favorite. Who? Explain. Lives with Larry. The only guy that oh, lives with Larry. Um, you're killing. You just I know. Me up. Stop. I know. All right, whatever. It'll come to me because I literally love him. No, I can't I believe I'm blanking. But I'm excited to see him go on a trip with that woman. Oh, my God. That yeah, he, like, I casted he, for his free vacation. I hope he found true love with her. Because they seem like. Okay, I'm sorry. Leon. Leon. Yes, thank you. Whew. Yeah, so that'll be funny for next episode. Uh, I thought that the idea, again, like, there are some Larry concepts that are great as Mm -hmm. just one-liners, but that don't belong as full scenes. Mm -hmm. Like, the idea of having a funeral when you're still alive is a funny line. It's like, oh, like, all your friends gather and, like, say such nice things about you when you're dead. Yeah. But, like, I definitely wouldn't have made it a scene yeah, also, but I just want to say, like, I don't know if anybody is going to remember this alongside me, but there used to be a show on the WB when we were, like, in the 90s. And it was called, I think it was called Maybe It's Me. And the grandma hosts her own funeral before, because she was, like, the same idea. You know, why should everybody have this party yeah. with when I'm not here, blah, blah, blah. So, like, the whole time, it was just, like, maybe it's me was living rent-free in my mind. Interesting. And I was, like, I've seen this before. Interesting. So, if anybody remembers that episode, please just reach out to me so that we can be simpatico. And then also, at the end, Larry opens the COVID hoarding closet. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's funny, but the reactions were not funny. Like, John Hamm, like, literally freaking out <laughs> was, again, but I, you know, Bellary's also so smart. Maybe it was just so satirical, like, again, in the other direction that he was, oh, he was making fun of the people that are so angry at COVID hoarders. Yeah. Like, he really, he is so no, calculated. No, like people showed up to a, a living funeral, but they're going to be outraged Outraged. By a closet of Purell. Yeah, outraged. Yeah. So, you know, you never really know where, what Larry's thinking, and that's why I think he is just so amazing. I didn't love this episode, but I will obviously watch every episode this season. Me because too. Because the second you strike a gold episode, they're just there's just nothing better. Yeah. And a perfect Curve episode, but I agree with you. There are a lot of plot lines that never found a home. And the best part about Curb is it's always full circle, every episode. Yeah. So... So that's that was my take, but of course I'm gonna watch the whole season. Glad that it's back for whatever reason compelled him, even if we're not gonna do a whole COVID season, which I wasn't even looking forward to. I was just that's what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I'm here for it regardless. Same. Cool. Cool. Glad cool. we're on the same Good. page. Yeah. Damn. Glad we sussed that out. Oh yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much Thank for you, filling Jackie. in these of past course. three days. Everyone has totally loved your presence. Claudia will be back tomorrow, so it'll be business as usual. And I just want to let you guys know so you can start getting excited. Friday is our toast ween episode. Mm-hmm. Claudia and I, you know, we go out, we go all out on the show for oh, Halloween. Yeah, and we have some big plans for this Friday. So I'm really excited, you know, got to get in the zone. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be great. So... Friday, toast We'll see you there. See you tomorrow back with Claude Ben. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful, and I will be back very soon. Yes. On the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories 
every Monday through Friday around 1030, um, et cetera, et cetera. Sorry. If you made it this far, <laughs> like Claudia usually does the wrap up and I just. Yeah, all social channels. Yeah, you, you guys, if you're, if you're watching this, if you're hearing this, you know. Now, if you've made it this far into the episode, you are a member of Society Season 2, so please go comment on the picture of me and Ben. An emoji of... What did we talk about today? A lot. Yeah, we did. Um, Maybe flames emoji for the roast. Oh. Flames. I love the flames. Okay, flames. Flames. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs>